1: Listen, baby, you, you're like the cartoon character here on Club MTV. What's your favorite cartoon character? Um, well, being that my favorite color is blue, I'd have to say the Smurfs, because they're so funky, and they got those funky hats all the time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Well, right now, we're going to get down with the cartoon character. Paula Abdul liked this one. It was a cat. Cat is my favorite also. Okay. <laughs> Episode day one, Top 5
2: Collaborations. Thank you once again for coming back to the Only Three Lads podcast, where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. If this is your first time here, welcome to the community. I am Uncle Greg. And of course, we have the Rockter, the Moral Compass, uh, the PhD of music, Brett Vargo. Well, hello, good people out there. Hello. So how many people do you think looked up our last guest
0: and his blue eyes? Hopefully you have marveled at his blue eyes and hopefully you've checked out his videos. I have been watching his real power talk YouTube series and we're talking about Stephen Morgan. Yes, Stephen who is Morgan. our episode 80 guest. And you know what? They're really funny. Really? What he does is he plays a different character in everyone and they're very over the top, but he interviews bands and, they have no idea what's going on. So he <laughs> just experience. puts them in all sorts of awkward situations. They're looking at him like, what in the heck did we get ourselves into? <laughs> so now, what's his, Stephen Morgan? What is his page? You go to YouTube, and how, how do we find him? I just put in Real Power Talk on YouTube. Or if you put in Steve Morgan, comedian, uh, you can see some of his stand up work. Very nice. And how was his stand up work? It was very good. Really? He's a funny lad.
2: Yeah, and we're all oh good. Well, I'm glad that he uh, turned out that way. So this week we're talking about our top collaborations of the Only Three Lads era. Yes. There's a, co- a collaboration between you and I. Yes. And there's a collaboration with the Only Three Lads podcast and the whole community out there. This is true. Stop collaborate and listen. That's what. Yes. Uh, yes exactly. Ice tea. That makes come back up. Uh, vanilla ice. Yes, you're right. If they were all ice, now it's like Little Pump and Little This and Little That. Back then it was ice. Everybody's ice cube, ice
0: tea, yeah. All this. Am I correct though that you know back in the days of old school hip hop, everybody was big, right? You know, you had Big Daddy Kane. I mean, everybody wanted to be big, mm-hmm. big personality. You were the best MC around. Now everybody wants to be lil. I don't get it. I don't either. What do you think is next? You know, we had big, little, uh, probably medium
2: size, medium, yeah, yeah. medium gangster. Yeah. You know, that'd be gangster, gangster. I'm slightly shy of average (laughs) gangster. Yeah. Because you see, the medium gangster, he's not just going to rob, but he's not going to kill anybody. He's just medium. I'm influenced by Danny DeVito, yo. (laughs) I swear to God, we're sober. I swear to God. All right. Well, let's kick off our top five list of collaborations this week. And I guess I'll go first because... I really like my number five. So starting off my list of the top five collaborations of the O3L era is a British-Irish supergroup. It formed in 1984. Bob Geldof, Major, founded Band-Aid to raise money for famine relief in Ethiopia, releasing the record Do They Know It's Christmas? This is the one song that we all know, of course. And talk about surpassing any expectation. What a collaboration. You had Paul Young, Paul Weller. Roger Taylor, John Taylor, Andy Taylor, no relation, but Duran Duran, they were all connected. Sting, Boy George, George Michael. I was watching the video and he was right. He said that nobody knew that they were going to be recording it like using a camera. So that's why everybody looks like they just woke up and rolled out of bed. You know, they probably did coke all night before and then they woke up early. And if you do look, it looks like a lot of them really are not bathed and they don't look like their normal on stage self because of uh, you know they didn't know that they were going to have TV cameras there. simon LeBon, phil collins Bernana rama i mean the list goes on and on what a great collaboration raised millions of dollars of course then live aid came out of that too and uh so that's my number five band-aid do they know it's christmas boy
0: we just had a right knees up it's time to
2: save the children now and after that one what else happened they had uh, the the heavy metal one uh, oh we're yeah. stars and then yeah, they had uh mm-hmm. the one with michael jackson in uh, usa for africa oh uh, yeah yeah we are the world i yep. think that band-aid
0: is way better sorry oh blimey that was yes. much better. i i would agree with you on that yes we are the world you know it's a nice sentiment but it was uh it's Again, a little uh unbelievable we, we are the world yeah we are the world we are a rock hurtling
2: through space and uh but are we together at this point no
0: not at oh, all. Getting, I wish. getting deep and philosophical this week. Oh, well. It's because just so everybody knows, we are recording this one uh, late at night at night. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it definitely changes the vibe of the, the show. show. I know. Instead of just it in getting up. Yeah. Instead of just getting up, we've been up all day. Yes. And very sleepy. I'm in my well, what passes for my jammies. So everybody soak in the visual. Please. Wow. No, it looks good. Okay. I, he's you're just
2: wearing a blue T-shirt. You look very yeah. handsome. I mean, you're you're, you're you look bathed. Um, uh, I am your
0: face. is am very nice clean. And shaved. Yeah, you're very clean. Yeah. Like you're getting ready to climb into your bed. Uh, I I am. And I wear my clothes that I hike in the next morning. So that way I can just roll out of bed. And instead of save the children, I go out on a hike. I don't know if that's brilliant or just completely lazy. So I could roll Uh, out of it and just start
2: walking. Wow, that's a great idea.
0: There's a fine line between brilliance and laziness, I say. I guess so. All right. See, I sleep in the raw. Well, my number five collaboration is a fun (laughs) number with an infectious bass line by a punk rock legend with backing vocals by indie pop darlings. Little guess, Greg? Hmm, I don't know. Okay. I better not. Now. I'm so off all the time. Here is a word association game. If I say Captain, you say what? Yes.
1: Yes. I said captain, it is Damned Guitarist, I said I said captain, captain Sensible I and said his what?
0: irrepressible. 1982 hit backed by Dolly Mixture. What? So this was actually the second single to pair the good captain with the girl trio. The first being Happy Talk, a cover of a Rodgers and Hammerstein show tune from South Pacific that actually went to number one on the British charts. So that song had a certain charm and novelty to it and what definitely continues the campy streak this time setting his sights on disco-y rap.
1: Oh, man drove me he said captain I said what He said captain I said what are the
0: ones undressed well hello and let's face it, sensible is no curtis blow on the mic and the rhymes are utterly moronic i've been to the east i've been to the west but the girls i like most are the ones undressed Mm, no okay why then am i so totally on the hook by the time the call and response vocals of the chorus kick in the way the captain and the dollies bounce off of each other is playful, exuberant, and what's wrong with a little bit of dumb fun, I say. Or should I say, what is wrong with a little bit of dumb fun? So that is my number five. What, by Captain Sensible with Dolly Mixture. You know, I ran into that song a few weeks ago on
2: YouTube and I hadn't heard it for a long, long time. Yeah. And I probably watched the video three times. What a fun song that is. Um, Yeah, yeah. And he's just bouncing around and walking, and it looks like they're in some construction zone. Yep. And um, it's just early, early MTV. Like, we're talking, they didn't even know what they were doing with the videos. They were just being stupid. 1982, yeah. Oh, but what a great song. I got to listen to that song again here real soon. Yeah, you're a bass guy. It's a great bass line. It's great. It is a great song. All right, at number four on my list of collaborations is two great singers and bands from Brett's beloved grunge era. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. You could tell them, mm, not true. But the collaboration introduced Eddie Vedder to our musical world and the other singer, Chris Cornell. Of course, it's Temple of the Dog, a one-off self-titled album, Tem- Temple of the Dog. But you also had Stone uh, Gossard, you had Jeff Amet, uh, Mike McCready, Matt Cameron, all in the band. It's weird that all those guys all became part of Pearl Jam at some point. Of course, Matt Cameron, not till 1998. But uh, they put it together, the band, as a tribute to Andrew Wood, lead singer of Mother Love Bone, who died from a heroin overdose in March of 1990. I mean, we all know this song, Hunger Strike. We remember the video on MTV, Say Hello to Heaven, another great song. And how many times have you been sitting at the table and said, I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry.
0: four temple of the dog i'm trying to think of a time when i have done that before right now and actually i probably have you probably but i've done have. it just like that yeah. thank you you're welcome all right <laughs> next game number four pairs a self-destructive veteran proto-punker with a starlet who previous o3l guest vanessa Briscoe hey recalls was known to ride around athens georgia in the back of a pickup truck throwing glitter got it think i do yes iggy pop and kate pearson there you go yep from 1990 the track is iggy pop's candy featuring yes of course kate pearson candy gave iggy his only legitimate worldwide pop hit hitting number 28 in the US and the top 10 in many other countries including number 4 in the netherlands Nothing. oh we love the candy mr in the morgan's home yeah, Mr. Morgan, we love his blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, it seemed like Kate Pearson, anything she touched turned to absolute gold in the wake of the B-52s, unexpected smash album, Cosmic Thing, Love Shack, all that. And it was a hot streak that she would continue on with uh, R.E.M.'s Shiny Happy People, of course, the following year. But on this song, she turns out to be the perfect foil for Iggy, who turns in a surprisingly tender performance inspired by a teenage girlfriend. He reminisces on that rainy afternoon in 1990 about the girl that he hadn't seen in 20 years and laments a love loss that he just can't shake. Turns out that Candy is feeling it too and in high girl group style drama offers a counterpoint in her charming southern accent. Yeah, it hurt me real bad when you left. I'm glad you got out, but I miss you. That's dead on. Wow, that's incredible. Dead on. When Iggy and Kate harmonize on the chorus, The mix of his deadpan and her emotive styling somehow makes perfect sense. Their voices melt together and it takes your heart along with it. Number four, Iggy Pop and Kate Pearson, Candy. Beautiful, beautiful
2: girl.
0: I'm going hungry. Look at that.
2: It all comes back together. But that is a great song. And that did almost make my list. I thought of it. But then I always think, oh, I want to listen to The Passenger from Iggy Pop. who was no collaboration. But what
0: another great song from him. Yes. You know what else is great? I want to be your dog. Yeah. That, and that one's old. That is old. Yeah. 1969. Wow. Whew. Before I was even born. Schmoo.
2: Now where is he living? So he lives on some beach, now. like you would think, Iggy Pop, the last guy to ever live on a beach, and I think that's where he lives, yeah. like, on a beach. That's, good for him. That's unusual. Yeah, well, everyone loves the beach. The negative ions. I got to get to the beach here very soon. Please do come visit San Diego, Greg. Uh, it may be really soon, Brad. Really soon. Amazing. All right. Well, it's the only three lads podcast. And of course, uh, we we love hanging out with you. Hopefully you love hanging out with us. And don't forget, tell your friends when you do see us on Facebook, make sure and subscribe, hit the notification bell, share our stuff so we can build this community. And don't forget, you could just tell your friends oh, they're on Podbean. Because a lot of people, you'd be amazed how many people like don't know how to get a podcast. They hear about yeah. these podcasts and then it's like, well, you can go to Podbean, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Apple iHeartRadio app. Um, But they're like, huh? So just go to Google and just put in The Only Three Lads podcast, and there'll be a link there they can hit, and they can hang out and talk about the music from the best days of their lives. So this week, collaborations. The list continues coming up after this.
0: Hey, this is Stephen Morgan, and you're listening to The Only Three Lads podcast. This is what happens when we record the show at night This one went off the rails early Even by our somewhat dubious standards So much so that we had to edit This week's original intro Out of the main episode So if you want to hear O3L uncut And unfiltered Check out our mini bonus episode O3L After Dark Warning It's for mature audiences Who are not easily offended Now back to the PG version of the show
2: we are back. Thank you for sticking around. It's the Only Three lads podcast. And a full uh full moon? Is it a full moon? I don't think it is. I don't know, it, know if it is. I don't know. There's no, but, you know, it rained last night here in Phoenix, so that was kind of
0: strange. And this oh, morning you got was, our rain. It rained here two yeah, nights ago and yeah. poured and hailed and yeah, it was torrential.
2: We had some hail on the west side of town. Uh mm. but then really in the middle of the town and where I live there was just rain, but it was nice. Woke up this morning and this is probably the first time since probably March of last year where it kind of felt, oh, you're almost cold. You know, the females would be, get me a jacket. It's freezing out here, you know. But yeah. the guys would be like, uh, it was like, I felt like a dog laying on tile. It was so beautiful. Very nice. Oh, That's just like, you know, dogs love that. And I'm a dog. And it's just like, oh, you go outside and you're like, wow, this is a little bit nipply out here. And uh, the first time I felt that for months here in the Valley Did of the you Sunstroke. Really enjoy? yes all right piercings and all okay i used to have piercings i know yeah my nipples did i ever tell you the story why i took them out yes you did i think i did see i don't remember all my stories but But it was was for a segment right no, no, no. It was I was covering um, President Bill Clinton. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. I was yeah, m- yeah. the very first news story I ever went on, and I knew that you know they would have military there and they would have Secret Service, and you know, there's no way my stainless steel uh, goes through wronged. my nipples. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. make it through any metal detector, so I just took them out, and um, you know it was a Las Canasas tortilla factory, and it was they were empowerment zones. You know they were given tax breaks to companies who would open up a business or a factory in, like, the inner city or in some place where they wanted to see economic development, and that was my first story that I ever, you know, went out and did. I I covered a president. It's been downhill ever since then. Well, we've all been there. (laughs) Yeah, sure. All right, number three. Collaboration. On my list this week, you know, you'll find two stories about it. Chrissy Hine, of course, from The Pretenders. Some places say that she helped co-write this song. Others say she was just there providing vocals. Either way, the song Walk Away from Cheap Tricks' 1990 album, Busted, is a huge standout for me. Some people uh, really ripped this song. Critics ripped this album. It came after, uh, you know, The Flame, that song, The Flame and, and Lap of Luxury or Luxury, something like that. Yeah. So that was the one that came out probably like 88, 89. And they put this one out and it just busted. Maybe that's why they named it Busted. Because it busted. Yeah. But the song was great. and. There's no missing Heinz vocals with her duet with Robin Zander. Um, great song. Uh, I don't know why, it, it's one of those things that gets me a little bit teared up and I can't even explain it. I think that you know probably Cheap Trick should do more with Chrissy Hines, but I think everyone should do more with her too, so.
0: Why number three cheap trick chrissy Hine, walk away that is the bright spot on a uh, mostly terrible album
2: yeah but like they didn't even release it as a single at the time i don't believe No, they so. should have
0: they released that uh can't help falling, falling, in, falling in love in love or something like that yeah. yeah which i believe was i could be wrong i could be i try to forget that era of cheap trick but <laughs> i think it was written by diane warren Oh really? And there you go. pretty much anything that bears Diane Warren's name on it uh, is going to be an automatic turnoff for me. Why Just is that saying? What about
2: Aerosmith
0: and uh, the? Yep, don't want to miss a thing. Space I want to miss
1: that. Really?
0: Oh, putrid. Huh. When you think that this is the band who made, yeah, Back in the Saddle. Amen. I love that song. Mama Kin. Dream on. Rats and- in the cellar. And then they made. Don't want to miss a thing. Their biggest no. song um, ever Was, I'm skip- wasn't it one of the I'm biggest. Skipping ones? that one.
2: Uh, I, no, I understand. I just like the epicness of the orchestra in that. I, I guess
0: I'm into that kind of music. Yeah. Uh, well, songs. I wouldn't say music, but save that kind of stuff for Celine Dion and Michael Bolton. Do you? You leave Aerosmith alone. Diane Warren. <laughs> I. I mean, they, they took that one all. Uh, you know, all the way to the bank. They're not complaining.
2: Didn't Diane Warren though also um God, what's the name uh. Pleasure and Pain. Didn't she help write that song? If I knew. From the Divinals? The s- oh, did did she? I, I, I don't know. Something tells me. That, I mean, I could totally be wrong. Because I can't tell you how many times I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, I think that she may have had. No, maybe it wasn't her. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. I'm sorry. There was another lady who was big. Uh,
0: she, now I have to look it up. Because I don't. And I'm just a bit. All right. Well, meanwhile, I will do my number three, which was not written by Diane Warren. Game time! Number three brings together the Scottish denizens of ear-piercing feedback and a demure L.A. dream-pop maven. Guesses, Gregory? No, I don't have one right now. Well, ta, it's them wee jakeys, the Jesus and Mary chain, and Mazzy stars Hope Sandoval on their 1994 collaboration, Sometimes Always. Restrained isn't always a word that would be associated with Jesus and Mary Chain. I mean, maybe their second album, Darklands, was restrained relative to the feedback squall of Psycho Candy. But then again, so is a chainsaw or a jackhammer. But when it was time to make their fifth album, Stoned Into Throne, that's exactly what they had in mind. They set out to make an acoustic based album, and the first fruits of their new record was Sometimes Always, which was released as a single in July of 1984. It's somewhat slight as a song, with a melody so typical of the band's William Reed that his songs from Darklands want to file a plagiarism lawsuit. And lyrically, it's pretty trite. Boy bails on girl, and then with a cocky swagger expects to be taken back, and then ultimately gets down on his knees and begs for forgiveness. But we've all been there. What elevates the song to greatness is bringing Sandoval, who was Reed's girlfriend at the time, in to create a dialogue the Hope brings a detached cool sexiness to the track, so when William arrogantly announces that I've been away, and now I'm back, hey. she snaps back with, what makes you sure of that? You went away, you can't come back. But hey, it's ultimately a pop love song, so within the span of two and a half minutes, the couple is back together, and all it took was a plea of, aw honey, give me one more chance, and she takes the lucky son of a gun back. This song sounded like a breath of fresh air on alternative radio in 1984. Still sounds great today. I love the Jesus and Mary chain and hope Sandoval can sing the minutes of a corporate boardroom meeting and make it sound alluring. So it lands at number three for me this week. Good pick. Thank you. You're welcome. And Holly Knight is the one that helped
2: write Pleasure and Pain.
0: Okay. Was well, great- she's better than Diane Warren. I don't know who she is.
2: Um, well, if you ever get the chance, uh, go to YouTube and look up device and that's like the cheesiest 80, you know, put together band with the big old hair and the cheesy song, but she's written a lot of great songs. Holly Knight. Holly Knight. Okay. She's one of those bangers. She's been around for a while and she's like, love is a battlefield is one of the songs that she wrote. Oh, really? Yeah. So she's super good. Well, Holly Knight, thank you for not being Diane Warren. Yeah. and, And the reason why they both have dark hair, maybe that's why I... Oh, Mix it yeah. up, and plus... Easy to get them confused. Absolutely. I mean, they're both women, and they have dark hair, so I just kind of blurred together. I'm sorry, so mm-hmm. that's what happens yeah, I can understand how that would happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, runner-up on my list of the top five collaborations is one that if you crank it, you feel every single beat. Now, the song was one of the first metal rap collaborations, and uh, again, leading to one of Brett's favorite eras of music, the new metal uh, but uh, this was something that we all listened to as kids. Slayer guitarist Carrie King was asked to bring some face-melting metal energy to the Beastie Boys song that they were working on. And Rick Rubin, he was working with both bands at the time. And of course, No Sleep Till Brooklyn needed that metal solo. 1986 was never the same license to ill. It was unescapable in 1986. But uh, I guess the opposites uh, attract I mean, Beastie Boys and Slayer. And if you weren't around at that time to, like, you know, there were so many genres of music and you, everyone was put into a box. Like you couldn't like rap and you couldn't like metal. They were two opposites. And so, you know, you had to hate each other. And then finally these bands started getting together and now you can like whatever you want.
0: a much better place in music now I believe yes I believe it is too and they were all united in a hatred for Diane Warren exactly
2: so I'm Diane sorry Warren, I'm picking on Diane Warren now I know She'll maybe she'll write a song you know something epic for the only three lads podcast yeah how about that
0: die a fiery death
2: <laughs> that's not the song we want though but that's here we go no sleep till Brooklyn number two my runner up this week
0: excellent that's a <laughs> That's a great song. Maybe we should not record at night anymore. <laughs> no, maybe we should. But we should probably drink. That might even, at least there'd be a reason. Okay. All right. Well, might even be a reason. It's, it's been a very long time for me. So, yeah, a couple sips and I'll be on the floor. What would you drink if we were drinking right now? Like, what would be the thing to go
2: to for Brett?
0: Uh, probably the last thing I really drank was uh, Fireball.
2: Mm, but you got to be careful because um, I, here in, like, if you're Mesa, sometimes they sell Fireball, but it's actually malt liquor. Mm. taste of, because um, they can't sell, I guess, the hard liquor in some stores. Oh, really? Like, did you ever know that if you go to a Circle K, for this is for people on the West Coast, that if you ever go to a Circle K, if they have liquor, they have that, that orange, like, stripe on the bottom, that means that they sell liquor. I never knew that till recently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you see a Circle K and there's no yellow or orange uh, stripe on the bottom of the sign, they probably don't have hard liquor. They might have beer and wine. But the hard liquor for you drunks, look for the yellow
0: stripe. How many drunks out there know this? Uh, probably all of them. You'd be amazed. Okay. If you are a drunk, which probably will enhance your enjoyment of this very show, let us know. Go to our Facebook page and uh, tell us if you know about the orange stripe. Amen. It's something, you know, because the weird thing is people who are addicted to something, you might think, oh,
2: they're dumb or they're this or they're that. But no, they're just so in tuned in a different world that the stuff that they need to know they know so you're going to find a lot of the people who's like oh I've known that orange stripe for like 30 years you dumbass just know that's, that person's probably been in recovery and we support recovery.
0: Ready for game time? Game time. My number two is a musical meeting between an art rock eccentric and a poetic art pop siren
1: hmm
2: wow I'm going to need more than that uh, I cannot name that tune I need more tunes all right. More, more 1986's album, So. Well, it's Peter Gabriel then.
0: It is Peter Gabriel. Um, but the siren, um, Kate? Kate, that's right. Yeah. Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush's haunting collaboration, Don't Give Up. The song grabs equal inspiration from a newspaper article about a woman who committed suicide while holding her baby in her arms. That's very sad. And pictures of an impoverished family during the Great Depression. And the narrator's outlook seems similarly bleak down on his luck broke ready to throw out in the towel and jump off of a bridge this seems to parallel gabriel's own mindset at the time hopefully not to the point of jumping off a bridge but he was severely depressed with his marriage failing but true to its title the spirit of the song is not about overwhelming depression but it's about friendship comfort and encouragement and that's Kate Bush's role.
1: I've changed my face, I've changed my name, but no
0: Give up because you have friends. We're proud of who you are. For every heartbreaking verse that Gabriel emotes, Bush is there for consolation. (laughs) But do not take that line out of context, please. (laughs) Sounded good. Sometimes you say something and then you think about it again. Uh, But we should all have that in our darkest times. And hopefully, a song like Don't Give Up has helped many people cope and remember that it's not always as bad as it seems. As an aside, one of the most strangely riveting, visually simple, yet emotionally complex music video concepts is this one. Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush locked in an embrace for six minutes singing this song to one another. If you're going through a tough time, I implore you not to give up because you still have us and there is a place where we all belong. So that's my message for the day. Number two, Peter Gabriel with Kate Bush, don't give up. Great, great one. Thank you. It is a good song.
2: You know, you always give me a lot of really good homework. And I just like to say, hey, if you get a chance, there's this artist named Georgia, and she does a cover of Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. Mm, yeah. Uh, That is a great... I'm addicted to that version. But also, Kate Bush, when is she going to put out something new? She was never one of those touring-type artists. She did a lot of recording. And now that the record business is completely in a different era than it was by selling albums at the time...
0: um, but I would love to hear something new from her. Yeah, she has toured recently, so she's kind of come out of that. I believe that she suffered from stage fright, but she does not work very quickly. We know that. Yeah, but, you know,
2: time's running out. How many of our rock stars are dropping dead? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the guitarist from Judas Priest? Uh, he had a like a, an aorta. Yeah, it was like filling up his chest like? cavity. I just read something on, uh, he was talking about he can see the video where the festival that they were playing, and he was like, I'm dying. I could see that I'm dying on stage. And they said that it was very lucky that most people don't survive from something that he went through. Right. And that he was, they were down the street from a hospital. If it was any further, um, he wouldn't be here today. And so, and he still
0: ripped out the solo to Painkiller, I hear.
2: Yeah, this all happened while he's playing
0: Painkiller. God, Crazy. the universe is just awesome. You know Jeez. what I mean? That's rock and roll. This may be a name that means nothing to you, Greg, but I just heard that Pat Fish from The Jazz Butcher passed away.
2: Uh, see? There you go. It's sad. I mean, you know, because like, when you start hitting your 50s and 60s, you're on the back nine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you look at these guys, and they're, you know, early MTV and our heroes. Now they're going 60, you know. and Some of them are 72,
0: Gosh, sucks. If this wasn't enough to bum you out, just remember, don't give up. (laughs) We have gone the gamut. We've uh, had
2: some blasphemy. We've had some fun. We've had some bummer. We told people how to find liquor if they're addicted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, it's just one of those nights. What are we supposed to do? (laughs) What can we do? (laughs) Try and redeem ourselves. Here on the Only Three Lads podcast, we are taking a look at our top five collaborations and our number one collaboration is coming up after this. It is never too late for
0: redemption, but we'll let you be the judge of that. (laughs) Yeah. Depeche Mode's Dave Gahan announced a new album of covers called Imposter, due out on November 12th. The eclectic track selection includes songs such as Charlie Chaplin's Smile, Bob Dylan's Not Dark Yet, and Neil Young's A Man Needs A Maid, and is his third album collaboration with Soul Savers. Tears for Fears have their first album of new material in over 17 years due out next February entitled The Tipping Point. The title track is out now. Finally, the Red Hot Chili Peppers returned to the stage in 2022 with a 32-city world stadium tour. Various stops will include guests such as The Strokes, Beck, St. Vincent, and more.
2: It's the Only Three Lads podcast. We take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. You know, like before the mortgage, before the divorce, before the first wife, before your car blew up. This is the great thing about this podcast. It's this We're just hanging out talking about music, and everyone's invited. Don't care who you are, what you think about. Um, but if you just love alternative classical, excuse me, classic alternative music.
0: You can love classical, too. Classicals we're okay too. with that. When was yeah. the
2: last time you listened to classical music,
0: Brett? Uh, you know, I listen to classical music occasionally, and uh, usually on SACD, it's a great format for it. I will say that I appreciate classical music more than I listen to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, what can I say? I I like my dumb pop and rock and roll. No, yeah, no, I like that
2: too. But I I go through phases. Like, I'll be like, you know, last
0: week. I've been
2: into No Doubt all week since we talked about No Doubt last week and the song New. And then I'll you know, go into like, you know, Sarah McLaughlin, and then I go into Tori Amos. And then I'm listening to Judas Priest, because Judas Priest this week, the news on them. And so it's kind of like these cycles, but K-Bach is a station here in Phoenix that plays that. And then there's also one we get from Prescott. It's 1021. And yeah. but that's like really po dunk. I mean, like the music is great. And then you have people coming on, it's the bird farm! Do you wanna have a bird that will go in your house like that would be outside? It's no, the bird farm. Yep. Hey, this this news brought to you by the bird farm. You know, it's like, hey.
0: It's crazy. It's like real. Here's the uh, here's a uh, sonata by Bach. I don't, I don't <laughs> know if Bach. wrote any sonatas. I think he's married to Ringo Starr. <laughs> and you know you're making fun of it, but that's kind of what it sounds
2: like. Uh, <laughs> but actually, it's a it's it's a nice little station that plays. It's like like Bach is true. Classical, you know, Bach, yes. Wagner, that sort of stuff. And then, and
0: Prescott is a nice artsy town. So,
2: it is it, a lot of rehabs there. Um, but yes. like Christmas time around there, it's beautiful. I love, I have been to Prescott at Christmas time yeah. and it's beautiful. They have a great parade. And then you have Whiskey Row where, you know, like your favorite um, people from movies, you know, like uh, Wyatt Earp
1: yeah. uh, played, mm-hmm.
2: you know, right there on uh, Whiskey Row, played cards and all kinds of stuff. So, it's like a Wild West town um billy uh jack remember the movies Bill, Bill, billy jacks uh from the 60s the guy take off his boots and kick everyone's ass oh yeah yeah those were filmed at the yavapai courthouse right there and in prescott so you can wow. see what the yavapai courthouse looks like it's a very nice courthouse yeah it's very like I, it looks old but new i don't know it's a great little yeah it's a great little town it's about a an hour and a half north of phoenix but it's a whole different world away Uh, A lot of great people, but very artsy, just like you said. A lot of people from California selling their houses and then moving up there and having a nice quiet life.
0: There's something to be said for the quiet life.
2: Yeah. And then there's
0: meth. Anyway, (laughs) because there ain't nothing to do. Might as well stay up all
2: night. Um, We are taking a look at our top five collaborations this week, and we're up to our number ones. This just kind of flew by tonight, uh, today, this podcast. So hopefully... You will go to Facebook if you think that we have missed some collaborations and we're morons, then we want to hear from you. So get to our Facebook page and give us your top five. And if we missed anything, please enlighten us so that
0: we will have some homework for you. And us myth, myth- mything things <laughs> and being morons may be mutually exclusive. Exactly. Yes. Whatever that means. All right. Okay. So in 1981,
2: Queen... They're at a mountain studio in Switzerland, and they asked David Bowie to sing backup on this song called Cool Cat. The song is not that impressive. I listened to it recently. It's okay. It will do nothing for you. You won't go, well, that's my new jam. And so it didn't work out. Everyone was like, bleh, just like I was while listening to the song Cool Cat, bleh, whatever. But then Queen and David Bowie, you know they weren't gonna let a good party go to waste. So they started jamming and they came up with Under Pressure, my number one collaboration of the O3L era. I mean, the players are huge, the results huge, the song Under Pressure huge all around the world. And you know, just think everyone's sitting there at a mountain studio in Switzerland, they're all doing their own thing. And finally Freddie Mercury says, stop, collaborate and listen. Full circle. You started it. I finished he, it. You finished it. But Queen, David Bowie, under pressure. My number one collaboration for the only three-lat era. Beautiful. I knew that was going to make a list. There is one I'm surprised you haven't said yet. I thought about it, but I said, hmm,
1: I better Really? Up. Yeah.
2: Well, it's
0: probably not going to be my number one.
2: Okay. Well, you know what I'm talking about, right? maybe yeah i think i bet you do go ahead spit it out let's see what
0: you're thinking Mm -hmm. i'm talking about if it's not going to be your number one what do you think my number one is going to be possibly elvis costello yeah and maybe paul mccartney i figured that has a really good chance it would but i'm actually going with the greatest duet ever performed david bowie and bing crosby no, no, it is Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat. <laughs> yes! yes. And the mic is dropped and the game is won. Yes, you are the big wiener. Paula <laughs> Abdul and MC Scat Cat did say opposites attract. So that kind of figures into my number one. My number one this week is the unlikely duet that altered the career course for a couple of Aussies, won the Prince of Post Punk Darkness, and the other a diminutive pop princess. Any guesses? You're talking about Ozzie, uh. It can't no, it can't be Lita Ford. And Ozzie? No. no no no. No no. I mean Ozzy is an Australians. Oh, see there you go.
2: Okay. My mind went but in a different, totally different place.
0: You you're going to close my eyes forever. Yes, which it is not. But I guess it it, it kind of in a way is. Mm-hmm. So from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds' 1995 album, Murder Ballads, about closing one's eyes forever. I suppose my number one is Where the Wild Roses Grow, featuring Kylie Minogue. Truth in advertising. Cave's album contains just that, murder ballads, akin to those you would find in old English folk songs and where the wild roses grow. Sounds like it was plucked from another time and another place, a harrowing recounting of events between a murderer and his victim, whose name was Eliza Day. The antagonist courts Eliza before bludgeoning her with a rock. So it's, you know, a feel good jam. So here's the shock. This song gave Nick Cave his biggest career hit. This weird, minor chorded, macabre, deathly slow dirge in six eight time was a bona fide chart hit in 1995 hitting the top 20 in over a dozen countries and the top 10 in many creepy fact (laughs) nick cave had quietly harbored somewhat of an obsession for kylie for a few years and had attempted numerous times to write her a song so what was the song that he ultimately decided was perfect for her? Hey, how about one where he bludgeons her with a rock? Might want to get a restraining order, Kylie.
1: For my name was a nice day. On the third day, he took me to the river. He showed me the roses and we kissed. And the last thing I heard was a martyred word. as he above me where the rock in his fist. On the last day I took her where the wild roses grow.
0: But you know what, turns out he was right, as it also represented the turning point in Kylie's career. After her commercial fortunes had declined as a chirpy puppet of the Stock and Waterman empire and an attempt to assert her independence with her 1994 self-titled album, Where the Wild Roses Grow finally gave Kylie the credit and respect she deserved which then led her to her gaining confidence as a songwriter, an artistic renaissance with her 1997 album Impossible Princess, and a long career since that really, honestly, for those of you who have not listened to Kylie, has not produced a bad record. So it seems she had to die to be reborn. So my number one collaboration this week is Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds with Kylie Minogue, Where the Wild Roses Grow. I want to listen to that. It's, I'm sure I've heard it, but I can't hear it in yeah. my
2: head right now. When we're it's a great about song it. and it is a great video. It's very dark. Mm.
0: Now, I thought you would pick David Bowie and John Lennon with fame. Uh, that one was on my list. So, uh, while I guess while we're talking about uh, honorable mention, some other great ones. Yes, fame. I had a few Elvis's. Elvis has done some great collaborations. Uh, his collaboration with Burt Backrack, God Give Me Strength, his collaboration with. Paul McCartney, either Veronica, My Brave Face, Back on My Feet, uh, Felton Elizabeth Frazier, Primitive Painters, Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul, Falling, Lush and Jarvis Cocker, Chow, Dinosaur Jr. and Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, Missing Link. Some good ones. Any honorable mentions for you? Probably the one that I didn't put on there because
2: there, there was the John Lennon and david bowie there was david bowie and um stevie no. Vaughn, less dance oh okay yeah but yeah. i didn't want to have all david bowie i was thinking god david right. bowie has a lot of collaborations we could do our really top enjoy. five
0: david bowie collaborations
2: yeah i mean we could do that just, yeah. I just probably got hundreds of them and then the uh pogues and christy uh, mccall remember fairy tale of new
0: york that's a great that song. one actually was kind of my alternate number one because it, it is probably my favorite duet of all time but You know, I picked that as my number one for our holiday episode last year, and it's so, to me, intertwined. I mean, I can listen to it any time of year, but I figured I would kind of leave the holiday-type-themed songs off. But then you brought out uh, Do They Know It's Christmas, so I guess it's fair game. It
2: just said collaboration. That's just where I went. When we talked about that last week, that was the first one that popped in my head. Very good. Because, I mean, it's not like the song that, I don't know, I love seeing the video. It just takes me back to my teenage years. And then it was a good song. It was, you know, for charity, and you get to see all the stars. Uh, you know, like when you sh- now when you show your kids that video, they just laugh because of all the crazy <laughs> styles. And it's like, don't worry, crimping's coming back. It can't oh, come back. Oh God, please, yes. Yeah. Oh, crimped hair. That yeah, still that turns me on to this day. A little, it's like you know, creepy, creepy. That's yeah. That's what I am. And the crimped hair, for whatever reason, when I say it, I'm like, yeah. What? Say what? <laughs> what? What? All right. For me, at number five this week of the top collaborations of the Only Three Lads era. Of course, Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas, at number five. At number four, Temple of the Dog. At number three, I had Cheap Trick and Chrissy Hine. At number two, Carrie King and Beastie Boys with No Sleep Till Brooklyn. At number one, Queen, David Bowie. Under pressure, ding, da ding, ding ding didding, didda, ding, didda, ding, didda, ding, didda, ding 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 ding
0: Collaborate and, and listen. listen. <laughs> okay. Uh, my top five again was number five, Captain Sensible and Dolly Mixture war. war. Number four was Iggy Pop and Kate Pearson Candy. Number three, Jesus and Mary Chain and Hope Sandoval Sometimes Always. Number two, C- Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush Don't Give Up. And number one, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and Kylie Minogue, Where the Wild Roses Grow. You had a lot of beautiful women in your list. You noticed that
2: coincidental
0: didn't mean to maybe, but it worked out real good. You're actually right with, I think every single one of mine (laughs) was a female duet partner. Mm Hmm. Huh? I didn't even pick up on that. And I would have had Kirstie as my alternate number one. See, I'm creepy. You know, another good one with a, with another strong female singer, pet shop boys and dusty Springfield. What have I done to deserve this? Yeah,
2: that's a good one too.
0: That would have been a good one too.
2: Hmm. Well, I've been listening to a lot of Josh Stone, too. And she does a cover of Son of a Preacher Man.
0: Yeah, she's good. She's got a good voice. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes her choice of material is lacking, but she's got a really good voice. I don't think
2: she's a writer, so she has to depend on other people. So it's like, hey, why don't you try this? And that's where that comes from. I think maybe I don't know. You got to be a writer if you want. I mean, that's why, like, you know, there's singers out there and that's cool. And I love there's a lot of great artists. But when you find out that people write the songs out there, it just seems like it's just got that extra special sauce on yeah. it.
0: But then you had great interpreters, Aretha. Oh, absolutely. The, I mean, Dusty Springfield herself. Yeah, remember the uh, movie Garden State and Zach
2: Braff yes. or whatever? Like he, he Braff, yeah. Braff. I don't remember anyone's name, much less his. But um, he had said that if he didn't write that movie, he would have probably been the 10th actor in line to get that part. Mm-hmm. And that's why you got to write. You got it right it's a smart man that zach braff or, or broth that Zack broth is. yeah we got to hit the randomizer to see what we're talking about next week
0: we do or do we <laughs> i don't i guess we can't let the cat out of the bag yet because i don't want anything to fall through right but we can just say if we have our special guest on that we have scheduled for next week it will be an O3L like you have never heard and would never expect. Wow, cliffhanger. Can we leave it at that? Let's leave, leave it, it on at a cliffhanger. That. Yes. So is there anything else we have to say before we get out of here? Uh, I think we can say we take two steps forward, three steps back. Well, I think, actually, this episode, we may have taken a few <laughs> more steps back than that. But we come together, Greg. Yes. Because opposites attract. What a collaboration. Thank you for being my collaborator, Greg. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. And I love you, Brett. And I love our community. And uh, thanks everyone once again for being here. And we're going hungry. All right. It's time to go to bed. (laughs) So on that note, we will say hello and wave goodbye. No. Wave hello and say goodbye. Oh, whatever. The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8-track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at facebook.com slash only3lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads.
1: Until next time, thanks for listening.